0: Step onto the red carpet and be part of a night to remember at our premiere movie event. Join us as we launch our never-before-seen movie, Dysphoria. Discover the shocking truths behind the LGBTQ transgender agenda in our powerful new documentary, Dysphoria. This riveting new movie shares the stories of three families, all ambushed, by the LGBTQ agenda. Dive into the communist roots of this movement, its impact on schools and the medical field, and the hidden connections with Antifa. As society grapples with the concept of biological reality, we ask, Where is the church? Your ticket not only gets you exclusive access to see the film, but also supports our nonprofit filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features. Don't miss out on this opportunity to make a difference and enjoy an unforgettable movie night. Tickets available at dysphoriamovie.com or text the word "red carpet" to 80888. And as a valued listener to the show, use promo code PODCAST for $50 off at checkout. Hey everybody, welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we ask tough questions, encourage and inspire grassroots involvement, and pursue truth above all else. I'm Amber Archer, and joining me is my husband, author, director, speaker, Mark Archer. Give that a some sugar! <laughs> if you find this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and share to the show to help us reach more people. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. All right, and we're still excited. Yes. I am, I'm just, I'm pumped. I cannot wait. We're still excited. You guys probably heard from the the um, commercial earlier about the September 29th premiere screening of dysphoria Mm -hmm. the closer it gets to having a wider audience the more excited i get yes i because just the the few people who have watched it we're still getting comments people are still (laughs) emailing us and they're like i'm still thinking about it
1: (laughs) (laughs) and overwhelmingly they go wow that's not what i thought it was going to (laughs) be
0: Right. Well, yep. and, and here's the thing that people, a lot of people think that we're t- going to be focusing on like the detransitioners. That was one of the questions we got over and over again when we mm-hmm. started this film, and we're, we said, no, that's not, that's not where we're going. It, it's not where the Lord has called us to. Right? We're we're here to to continually stand in biblical truth, share the gospel, and get to the root cause of a lot of these issues and dysphoria.
1: Well, that film lays been, it out. That film's been done. I mean, the one with the detransitioners many times over, and Mm -hmm. and when you're trying, and I'm glad that it
0: has been, yeah.
1: And I'm not knocking any of those films, and that's the that's part of the reason when you when you're deciding to do a story about a subject like this, we don't we're not under any impression that (laughs) that nobody knows about anything about this, but uh, you know, you have to have a, a different perspective on it. I think. And, and you look at, we look at uh, everybody else that's kind of in that space and we go, you know, there's some great films that have already kind of covered the, the harm that it does. And Mm -hmm. especially talking to detransitioners and talking to guys like Walt Heyer and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I appreciate their testimonies and and a lot of those films are very well done, and and we can going, learn
0: a lot from their experiences. Yeah, I mean,
1: we watch we watch a lot of other people's stuff when we're doing our research. Yeah, and a big part of that is going. You know what? I respect the work that other people have done in this space, and there's no need for us to recover that ground that's mm-hmm. been it has been done.
0: No, but I'll, I'll I will read <laughs> just um, a couple of excerpts from a text message from okay. someone who's watched Dysphoria. Okay, okay. and it says. Wow, I can see the holy spirit all over this film. Every person in this film is a wealth of knowledge. Congratulations. Communism, Antifa, WEF, transhumanism, etc. So good. The occult <laughs> praying. <laughs> and then I love that the film is about the attack and strategies. It really helps us to keep our minds on the spiritual battle and the battle strategies we need in this world. Mm-hmm. And I just say thank you for the encouragement. And I can't wait for more people to see it. Yeah. Be encouraged. Yes. Yeah. So ticket, tickets are. Tickets are. Seats are filling up. Yes. <laughs> so get your tickets at dysphoria dot com. Yeah.
1: And this is a real live black tie event.
0: Yes. Red carpet red event. Red
1: carpet. Come in and get your picture taken and. You know, watch come, a movie, new movie, to the real, the real movie event. How many chances are you going to get to go experience. to, yeah. How many chances do you get to go to a red carpet premiere? You usually see red carpet premieres are usually invite only. This is the thing is why people don't get to go to them. They're yeah. invite only and it's only for the hoity toities mm-hmm. and that's not how we work. So we said, well, we are going to let people come we're going to throw a big party. It's our first official fundraiser, and so you should come.
0: Yes, and and to tell you, we are raising <coughs> funds to support a wide release.
1: Yes, we so. would like to. We would like to have it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to exhaust our efforts on we, that. We are that. That's our end goal. We'll find a way, one way or the other, to get it into the theaters. Now, this you is lied. not a, This is not an easy task. It does require we 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 need to raise some serious capital. Yeah. So that's why we're doing. At least the first 10 cities mm-hmm. as red carpet fundraiser events because yep. we need to raise the capital to push us out because nobody's going to help. Very few people are are willing to help within the industry because they're all afraid. Anyway, so definitely get your tickets. Yes. At fearlessfeatures.org. Is that right?
0: DysphoriaMovie.com.
1: Oh, dysphoriaMovie.com. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Which takes you to fearlessfeatures.org. Right. So it's okay.
1: Okay, so... Um I have two things to talk about here before we get to our next cast member. Uh-huh. Rob McCoy. Rob McCoy. Um so you know we do research. We do a lot of research and one of the one of the first rules of research is uh Wikipedia doesn't count. <laughs> Basically.
0: Yes, our kids. <laughs> it, well, and it, it's fascinating because if you do a Google sh- search is and that's what they learn at school is mm-hmm. to do a Google search mm-hmm. for something. And what pops up is Wikipedia.
1: In most search engines, it it takes you first to Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Right? Which tells you, this has been my argument against teaching kids to Google search. You can teach them to search, mm-hmm. but not to simply go to Google. Because Google is...
0: It's got an algorithm
1: specializes in disinformation because mm-hmm. the first thing that Google will take you to is Wikipedia, which is fake news. And we have said it for years. Anyone who's serious about about research knows that Wikipedia is wrong most of the time. The The idea behind Wikipedia was it was a crowdsourced online encyclopedia.
0: Right. And, right? You, and you know, the fascinating thing was that anybody could edit it.
1: Right. <laughs> That's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the false notion that anybody can edit. Right. Try to get in and edit something. Oh, right. no, es- you, no, no no. Especially
0: no, if they don't like you.
1: Right. <laughs> and Jimmy Wales, the guys, the guy who came up with it made all of, of his money in porn. Okay. Mm-hmm. So from Infowars, the CIA has been moderating Wikipedia. And this is from um, a former Wikipedia editor. Okay, so this was a guy, the site's co-founder, Larry Sanger, told this to, to Glenn Greenwald. Now, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald is not an insignificant <laughs> right. uh, uh, journalist. So, speaking on Greenwald's System 8 Update podcast, Sanger lamented how the site he helped found in 2001 has become an instrument of control in the hands of the left liberal establishment among which he counts the CIA, FBI, and other U.S. intelligence agencies. Quote, we do have evidence that as early as 2008, that CIA and FBI computers were used to edit Wikipedia. Do you think that they stopped doing that back then? <laughs> Activity by the CIA and FBI and Wikipedia was first made public by a programming student named Virgil Griffith in 2007. Griffith developed a program called wiki scanner that could trace the location of computers used to edit wikipedia articles and found that the cia the fbi and a host of large corporations and government agencies were scrubbing the online encyclopedia of incriminating information Mm -hmm. cia computers were used to remove casualty counts from the iraq war while an fbi machine was used to remove aerial and satellite images of the u.s prison at guantanamo bay in cuba CIA computers were used to edit hundreds of articles, including entries on then-Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, China's nuclear program, and the Argentine Navy. Uh, some edits were more petty, with former CIA chief William Colby apparently editing his own entry to expand his <laughs> list of accomplishments.
0: <laughs> <coughs>
1: uh-huh. uh, earlier this year... Uh, Twitter, now called X. Right, yeah. Twitter owner Elon Musk released released a trove of documents showing how the platform's former executives colluded with the FBI to remove content the agency wanted hidden, assisted the U.S. military's online influence campaigns, and censored censored anti-Ukraine narratives on behalf of multiple U.S. intelligence agencies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Mark Zuckerberg of fake book has also admitted that fake book, the biggest social media planet platform on earth, censored accurate information that was damaging to, um, I'm not going to call him the president to imposter in chief Joe Biden's 2020 election campaign at the direct request of the FBI. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so.
0: I mean, can you believe it? Have we all been <clears throat> duped?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah (laughs) speaking of being duped
0: oh my gosh here we go
1: so you've seen this we talked about AI hold on I got music for this okay okay
0: you always have music for something oh yes it's the what is this from
1: The Terminator The
0: Terminator okay thanks futuristic
1: I'm a Terminator Okay. This is,
0: okay. Okay. Before you start. Okay. What? This is this is hilarious. You guys, I laugh so hard, and it's really not funny. It's really sad, honestly. But okay, go ahead with. Your
1: story. Okay, because you have to. You have to see the pictures. Yeah, I'm if gonna leave links. If you haven't seen the pictures, and the videos, mm-hmm. what's scary about these is they are very convincing.
0: I sat with our daughters and watched all the videos that are in this segment and I'll, a, I'll i'll get back to our conversation that we had after this mm-hmm. but i but i just go ahead
1: so ai influencers surge in popularity despite not being real and men don't care social media accounts with ai generated female avatars designed to look like supermodels are surging in popularity <clears throat> interesting Avatars, You know, who directed Avatar and who directed The Terminator?
0: Is it James Cameron? (laughs) James Cameron. (laughs) I got it right. I need a prize. I'm very proud. I need a prize. I'm very proud of
1: you. (laughs) Uh, This growth is despite the accounts themselves openly disclosing the young being portrayed are not real. Okay? So, and then you just have to see, you have to see the pictures. You have to see the
0: pictures and you have to see the videos. Yes. Because even even our girls, okay, our girls are five, almost eleven, and thirteen, mm-hmm. and one of the things, and because they're starting school this year, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they've adopted, they're going to teach the kids to use AI, mm-hmm. and it's one of the things that we have been <clears throat> telling our kids. I said, "This is this is a danger of AI." Okay, all of these things look real, and I had to just flat out tell them the truth that. These AI images will never compare or compete mm-hmm. because can you even imagine? The first thing I said when I saw it, and I said, "Where are all the body shamers?" Right. I said, "Why do these models? Why are these youth, these young AI-generated right. models?"
1: Why don't I, they look like Lizzo? <laughs> well, that,
0: I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna go there, but, but that was beauty. Beauty is being so hijacked, and the standard yeah. of what beauty is. And I, you, and I just had to tell them, you guys, th- this. Do not worry about these things. Mm-hmm. And if, you, and there's another thing, I told them, if you find a boy who is nonstop looking at things like this online,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you, stop the conversation. Yeah. Because I tell you what, mom and dad are going to have the conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no different. It's no different from. Uh, men being addicted to porn and magazines. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we all know Photoshop makes things that aren't real, mm-hmm. right? This is the next step of Photoshop. It's not real. The Matrix yeah. isn't real. Yeah. Um, so the one that, that they talk about is named Mila Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, also making a splash in this burgeoning media space as virtual influencer and model Vicky Verano, mm-hmm. and of course they're all just bikini models, right? Verano's social media post went viral Thursday due to the relatively convincing videos posted on the account, and they are convincing.
0: They are the girls and I sat and watched them just and and several times. They asked me, "Mom, you mean that that's not real?" I said, "No," and and even even mm-hmm. our our middle child, she says, "Well, is there really somebody walking on the beach and no. they've just like." put something over them and i said no this is all computer generated Mm -hmm. none of this is real
1: um experts and people familiar with the technology are raising alarm about the millions of men who will inevitably be duped into paying real money for the attention of digital women Mm -hmm. um
0: Uh, Fight the new drug. Porn is the new drug. Fight the new drug.
1: Celebrity matchmaker Alessandra Conti claims this technology is also being utilized in the online dating world. I've been a professional matchmaker for 10 plus years. And this year specifically, I have seen such a massive spike in clients, both male and female clients, coming in saying they've been catfished so many times because these AI bots they're so difficult to discern if it's artificial intelligence or it's human. They look so authentic. Uh, a lot of people just don't read the description and they see a beautiful woman and they just comment away. And that's social media for you. Mm-hmm. The term catfish refers to when a person is tricked by another via a deceiving online profile. Gee, that's never happened, has it? <laughs> um, yeah.
0: And, and what was one of the things... We talked about it after we first saw it, and we were t- just talking about how we can't wait to see a time mm-hmm. when people reject the online world and go back to a simpler, um, just face-to-face communication because that's I'm, that's the only thing that you can see is real.
1: I'm already there. I'm, oh, oh, I'm so I'm so over it. I I understand. And I, and to I don't, an extent, and I, and I don't need. I don't mean. I don't say this in a way. I don't. I don't mean to sound like I'm mocking people who use social media. I understand what it is. I understand its usefulness for certain things, but I also understand it is the matrix, mm-hmm. and it is not real, and it is not everyone. Um, we have a whole generation that lives on. For clicks phone, and likes, for for clicks and likes that live on their phones with built-in filters,
2: mm-hmm.
1: nothing is real. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens when you've got a whole generation that only knows how to live in this? In this, you know, I, I remember. I remember well, they're easily deceived. Yeah, I remember. You know, there there's. We were we were we were all kids at one point, right? And remember when you you have this wild imagination and you've got your imaginary friends, and you can like I remember. I think that was just you. It still is I, me. I, I guess. It still is me. <laughs> I
0: know what you're saying, babe. Go ahead. Go right. Ahead, go
1: ahead. But you live. It's like when you're playing. You're young and you're playing. And yes. You live in that world, yeah. right? And you can you imagine it. You can with see. your toys.
0: That you you know. Yeah. you Have these battles in the backyard. Yeah. And you can
1: see and. And here and and you talk to your imaginary friends, you know, that's that's play. Yeah. The problem is that we've now extended, what have we done? We've we've got generation of probably two, three generations now where childhood is now extended well into your 20s and 30s. Right. You're mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, just not have to actually work and and take anything seriously, live off the government. Live within the world of academia, Mm -hmm. live in mom and dad's basement and get angry about things. And the only thing that you do in the real world is dress in black block, (laughs) right? And go out and play Antifa warrior for a weekend. Um, Because honestly, that is the the profile of Antifa members is white, upper middle, upper middle and rich kids. Mm -hmm. That's who they are. Um, and that's what makes them so pathetic. I mean, it's not to say that some of them aren't extraordinary, extraordinarily dangerous because there are some really dangerous ones higher up that provoke a lot of the stuff Mm -hmm. they have tried to kill people, but for the most part, they're just a bunch of pathetic like when, when call of duty isn't enough, put on your black block. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but you've got this whole generation now that doesn't know that they don't know the difference. They never come out of the make-believe world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and and they're never content or satisfied with the real world. Right is the problem.
1: And remember that I remember this when I I distinctly remember this one. So I went back to college again in my thirties. Mm-hmm. To I was trying to make a career change, didn't work out, <laughs> but I did finish my degree. Right, so I got my mechanical engineering degree, and I remember it's a different experience when you are older.
0: Going back to college. Going
1: back to college and you're and you're hanging out, hanging out, you're in class. <laughs> you can't get away you're from, surrounded by from all of these stupid 20 somethings. Right. <laughs> and I remember sitting and there were these two that sat behind me in statistics, statistics class. And this guy obviously was hitting on this girl. Mm hmm would not shut up and neither would she
0: did it. But wait a minute. But didn't it just make you glad that you weren't in the dating scene anymore? (laughs) I cannot even imagine what, what dating is even like in 2023
1: to, to that point. Yes. The term that I heard that I'll never forget was we made it. She's talking about her current boyfriend slash fling and that they had just made it quote Facebook official. Right so there's this whole <laughs> that generation matter? that that That's it's their not official world. it's not official until it's facebook official. I don't right? know
0: if I'm even married on Facebook. are we married are I, we together? I don't
1: think that we are yet <laughs> we're friends
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe we should make our marriage facebook official <laughs> you're I, all invited I, to our Facebook wedding. <laughs>
0: That's, go ahead. Go. Okay. I can't. I can't. I got to I got to go look now. I,
1: well, yeah, it's a very complicated process because you have to make the claim for that person and, and then they, they have to accept. They have to acknowledge that they <laughs> want to be associated Wait, with see. you in that way.
0: No, there's. Well, oh, it just says that I'm married.
1: It says you're married and it says I'm married.
0: But not and, to. <laughs> and that we're friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we haven't had the same last name and we show up in a lot of pictures together. That's cool. But if you think if you think we should get Facebook married maybe you should send us an email
0: <laughs> link in the show notes <laughs> hey wait a minute I could go do a whole wedding registry I,
1: No, oh there's this a good could, idea gonna be
0: beneficial
1: Okay, oh,
0: kidding no 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 I'm kidding um, I, I our, can, I can. our
1: wedding our Facebook wedding registry <laughs> starts at uh, guns.com
0: <laughs> okay moving on we, we got to get back to the series okay,
1: okay. well I, we probably should go to break and come back and let rob talk because he's got more interesting yeah yeah you
0: guys say. okay i
1: wonder if he's facebook married i don't, I don't even know. think he's on facebook
0: i don't know
1: I. I okay we'll be right back hey friends
0: We love hearing from our listeners who tune into our podcast every week. We're always looking to connect with our community and create content that truly resonates with you. If you have a suggestion or topic you'd like us to cover, you can now write us at fearlessfeatures.org forward slash mailbox. Your support and encouragement mean the world to us, and we couldn't do this without you. Thank you for allowing us to share our passion and knowledge with you. Link to the mailbox is in the show notes okay okay
1: still thinking about this i don't i'm facebook official thing you
0: know i'm i'm thinking that the fact that i have the power to deny you
1: (laughs) (laughs) hold on i've got i've got something
0: malfunction need input (laughs) for that that's
1: not nice um okay are you ready to hear from rob
0: uh, we are. So for those of you who don't know Rob, uh, Rob McCoy, he is a catalyst of liberty. He is also the co-chair of Turning Point USA Faith alongside Charlie Kirk and former mayor of Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, for the past 22 years, Rob has been the senior pastor at Godspeed Calvary Chapel at Thousand Oaks. And he is also a passionate speaker on the topics of liberty, Church in the public square, how to be a b- biblical citizen, and bold leadership within your community. And Rob is no stranger to the podcast; we've had him on before. So, mm-hmm.
1: and he also is one of our heroes of the faith because he stood up to Governor Mussolini yes, in California, mm-hmm. and they refused to close their church.
2: Yep, and stood right, he's right
1: there with John MacArthur. Did the same thing, mm-hmm. Jack, Jack Hibbs. Hibbs. There mm-hmm. were a lot of them who stood up to uh Newsom? So we, we love Rob. And he's going to talk about that
2: here in this first clip. So the number one verse that was quoted in Nazi Germany to bring the submission of the church to its knees so that this tyrant could step forward and kill over 50 million people around the world was Romans 13. Um, two, two pastors stood in opposition to Hitler. One was a Martin Niemöller another guy by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said in a gathering of churches, as Hitler was addressing these pastors, Hitler said, I'll take care of your churches and your pensions. And, and Bonhoeffer said, I'm not concerned about the building and I'm not concerned about my pension. I'm concerned with the soul of Germany. At which point Hitler said, leave that to me. All the rest of the pastors scooted away from him, but he stood. Martin Niemöller was still part of the other side. He hadn't seen it yet and was still siding with those that thought that, that Bonhoeffer was in the wrong And then Bonhoeffer actually participated in an attempt of an assassination on Adolf Hitler. Try processing that. A pastor participating in an assassination attempt against a man who's who's responsible for killing 50 million people. Uh, Pastors don't do that. Bonhoeffer, when he wrote his book, The Cost of Discipleship, and, and leaving Harlem in the black church and having a profound relationship with the Lord and going back to Germany in those early years when he could have been saved from it, he went back to try to open the eyes of his people. It moved Niemöller. Niemöller joined him. They were both imprisoned. And one of the last directives that Adolf Hitler did before he, he shot Ava Braun and then shot himself in the bunker at the end of World War II was to make sure that Bonhoeffer was dead. And they hung him in the last days of the war. I think about Romans 13 because the minute we defied the governor, when he said on our Holy Week, uh, Palm Sunday to Easter Sunday, during the virus, I I hate using the word pandemic, the virus, that had a 99.7% survival rate. And for children, it's 0.00002% chance of death. Severe comorbidities like diabetes, the only children around the world that died. But we're going to put the we're gonna put the vaccine on the CDC schedule so we can exempt all of, you know, big pharma from liability. When the governor in our Holy Week came out and said the church is non-essential, they will not be able to worship, sing, or take their, their, their sacrament of communion on Palm Sunday. But abortion clinics were essential, Liquor stores were essential, and cannabis distributors were essential. Abortion clinics in California aren't like they are around the country. We don't just rip the baby apart in the womb of the mother and flush the baby's parts into the sewer system of the state. We harvest the organs before we do that. We make Nazi Germany look like Girl Scouts. And we've aborted more children in the state of California because we lead the nation in abortion and it was legal long before 73 in California. It's estimated that we've aborted more children in, in that time than, the, than three quarters of the current population of Canada. And that's just tragic. And every ma- major denominations have been birthed in California, including my own, Calvary Chapel. Pastor Chuck started Calvary Chapel in 1968. He broke away from the Four Square Church. In 68, Reagan was governor. The state was dark red. Reagan was governor. We had just completed the greatest feat in civil engineering, the California aqueduct, bringing the the snowfall from the Sierras to the San Joaquin Valley, the most fertile farmland, which produces more cotton than the entire South combined. And Reagan's governor. I was born in the state. My father was born in the state. Grandfather. I mean, I got roots there. And it was the state of the future. And, And I didn't come from a Christian home, but I came from a political home. My dad ran for council. My mom was president of Republican women. I walked precincts. I met Reagan when I was 10. He rubbed my head, signed his autograph, Robert Robert McCoy, best wishes, Ronald Reagan. So Chuck comes on the scene in 68, Chuck Smith, who started Calvary Chapel. And what had happened in 68, if folks don't remember, is that Bobby Kennedy was shot in L.A. by Sirhan Sirhan as a Democrat candidate for president. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was shot on the balcony of a motel in Memphis, Tennessee, JFK had been shot in 63. In 68, we had the My Lai Massacre and the Tet Offensive. These young people, all their friends were dying in battlefields of the names they couldn't pronounce in countries they didn't even know existed in this industrial war complex. And the riots are happening. Kids are leaving the church because there's no answers. They're checking into Eastern religions and using drugs, experimental drug use. And they were just burned out. The nation was being torn apart and, and socialism was creeping in. And I, and I remember Chuck comes on the scene in 68, he and his wife Kay and all these kids that had checked out of the church and went into experimental drug use ended up awash on the shores of California as burned out hippies. And Chuck and Kay looked out at the sea of humanity and had a burden for them, So they began to reach out to him and they avoided politics because all of them were so burned out because they had been looking for hope and change and ended up with nothing. So they just did this. They they said, we're going to keep the main thing, the plain thing, and the plain thing, the main thing. And he taught the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. And every service he would throw out the net calling for anyone who wants to receive Christ as their Savior. That worked because Calvary Chapel experienced 10,000% growth. There's now 1,800 Calvary Chapels around the world. At 1.4, the 10 largest churches were Calvary Chapels. The Harvest Crusades of Greg Laurie. Somebody Loves You Crusades with Raul Reese. I mean, we, we were exploding. South of Van Nuys, California to the Mexican border, there's more Calvary chapels than there are Dunkin' Donuts. The lion's share of all those 1,800 churches are California. But we avoided politics. And in 68, we had the fifth largest GDP, Reagan governor. I mean, it was great. Well, how's it changed the state of California in, what, 52 years? 50, 50, 50, 56 years. We're no longer the fifth largest GDP. We're now the sixth. We have the highest gas tax, sales tax, income tax, corporate tax. We lead the nation in debt. You can buy the next four largest states. It doesn't equal the debt of California. We're the authors of no-fault divorce that Reagan signed in 69 and became law in 70 that decimated marriage across the country. We're the authors of transgender bathroom bills and the most secular progressive sexual education curriculum on the face of the earth that is so nauseating. If I read a page of it to the church, you'd be throwing up. And there's a battle right now for the children whose identity is being just attacked. And and without parental uh, permission in California, they can receive hormone blockers that we don't even give to pedophiles and serial rapists in prison, because we say it's inhumane, but we'll give them to children without their parents uh, knowing. This this is grooming at its worst. And my question to the church is as we lead the nation in abortion and we've had 10,000% growth and that's conversion growth they've received I preach the gospel every Sunday. You tell me I don't do I don't do politics as politics is dirty. I'm just doing the gospel. We already went through that. But my question to the church is where's the power of the gospel? While you've been busy doing church, the secular progressive left has dominated the ecclesia. It's time you get back in the public square. The pastoral epistle in Timothy says, Pray for kings and those in authority that we would live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. I ask pastors all across the country, based on that pastoral epistle, name for me your five city council members and your five school board members that you pray for by name and the issues they're dealing with that will allow the community, your neighbors... Remember the second great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbors yourself and your neighbors who would be allowed to live quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and reverence. You can hear a pin drop because they don't have a clue. And then finally is this. They say, well, you don't love your neighbor because you violated the governor during Holy Week and you opened your church. I said, yeah, we did. I said, but you're wrong about loving my neighbor. I do love my neighbor. You don't, but I do they like, what do you mean? I said, have you ever heard of Jonathan Mayhew? They're like, no. I said, John Adams attributed him for starting the, the war of independence, this nation that you've enjoyed for 244 years, 45 years with unprecedented freedom. He was a minister who died in 1766. He never saw the constitutional republic, but he looked at Romans 13 because everyone kept telling him about that. And you're supposed to submit to the king. And he said, yes, it says that, you're, that God appoints all positions of authority and we're to submit to that authority. But he, he said, it also says that, that that king or that authority is there for our good. And if we do evil, we're to be afraid because he doesn't carry the sword in vain. He's a minister of justice to execute wrath on those who would do evil. And he said, when he ceases to do good, he ceases to be authority. And he coined a phrase that John Adams said started the war of independence. Disobedience to tyrants is obedience to God. And pastor, if you think that unlimited submission to tyranny is what Romans 13 says, then you are are in conflict with Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Jesus Christ himself. And telling me I don't love my neighbor, it came at a cost. I was brought before the judge on contempt charges. And the judge asked me the same question. He said, counselor, ask, ask your client about the second greatest commandment. I said, judge, may I answer that? He said, yes. I said, uh, and I read, love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, strength, think, love your neighbors, yourself, that's what you're referring to, sir? Yes, your honor, excuse me. I said, judge, I do love my neighbor. I love the, the abused who have had to have been quarantined with their abusers. I love the elderly who've had to die alone. I love the 65% of the business owners whose businesses will never reopen over a virus that has a 99.7% survival rate. I love the children of our community whose schools have been shuttered and they have a 0.00002% chance of death. I love them and it's coming at a cost of $3,000 every time the doors of my church are open. You have no evidence that we are super spreaders of any virus. And of the 107 who have died in our county, only two have died from COVID. The rest are with. And you know it, Judge, with the Freedom of Information Act. The 43-year-old, the youngest victim, he died of a fentanyl overdose but tested positive for COVID. And they called it a COVID death. This is criminal. And you just want to drink with an umbrella on a beach somewhere because you're retiring. But this is what they're doing to our community. And I do love my neighbor. And it comes at a cost. And... That's Romans 13. And that's critical. Thoughts, comments, questions, I just I
0: I just love when he shared that story in our interview and Mm -hmm. just the bold leadership. And it goes to I, I I cannot stress enough for people to read and study the scriptures. Yeah. I mean, here is a man who is clearly reading and studying and applying to his life the scriptures there is an answer for everything and it's found in scripture
1: i love that uh that f- saying that phrase to disobedience to tyrants is obedience to god there is mm-hmm. actually a uh, revolutionary war battle flag that has that phrase on it mm-hmm. and it's um it's got a an arm with a sword and cloud and all that and it's it's a classic um, piece of our American heritage mm-hmm. and this notion of <clears throat> that unlimited submission to tyranny is somehow biblical mm. is I, I don't I don't understand how you can get that notion. Did you is the only passage of scripture that you've read, Romans 13, and you don't have any other context? Because by that mindset, then, um, what about uh, you know, Israel taking the promised land? Mm-hmm. Well, that's different, God was telling him, <laughs> um, but what about? <laughs> <laughs> But what about what you just said? They were they were basically evicting tyrants, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's different. God told them, and God told us through His Word. Uh, and and what He's referring to there is is when the governments, the federal and the state governments, ordered churches to shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have that authority. You don't. I mean, we we dealt with it in Indiana too, and,
0: and that's the thing. Are Are you going to serve man, mm-hmm. or are you going to serve God? Yeah. That yeah. and that's what it really came down to, and there was so much shaming that happened during that time, and, and it was. I mean, and it still happens. There are still people who debate and argue about it. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and uh. I know for us. I mean, from the start, we we went. This is baloney. This <laughs> this is not right. Um, and it became more and more obvious as the days went by mm-hmm. that this was all contrived, and they do not have the authority. You, I don't care what pos- elected position you're in. You even president of the United States. You do not have the authority to order the church to not meet. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and I think it was too, um, after, after this interview that we had with Rob, we were both very convicted and went and looked up all of our mm-hmm. representatives yep. so that we could pray for them by name, mm-hmm. so that we knew who they were. Yep. And, and I'm telling you, it, it really makes a difference in your life. Prayer is so powerful and Mm -hmm. may we never underestimate the power of prayer Mm -hmm. and, and just interceding on behalf of our local communities, Mm -hmm. our neighbors, but also the nation as a whole and the world.
1: Yeah. I'm so sick of this, uh, this notion of we love our neighbors unless they're in public office, Mm -hmm. then we don't talk to, we don't, yeah, they can come, but we won't, we won't pray for them. Because that's politics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're, you're going to get a, a full dose of this discussion and dysphoria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you that much
2: for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead with the next clip. Okay, let's the next clip here. Well, Jesus speaks of the family in, in Ephesians 5 and 6. He says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So you have God as the, the top of this descending order of beings, and you have the supreme being eternal in the heavens, God. And then it says, wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. So you have the husband, then you have the wife. It says, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church, which he gave his life. So you you are going to be over her and nothing's gonna touch her. And then it says to the children, obey your parents. It's the only commandment that comes with a promise. You'll live long in the land for which you dwell, that I've given you. So you, you look at the kids, you look at the wife, you look at the husband and then God. And of the four in that layer, physically, emotionally, and mentally, which is the weakest, the children, which one has the most levels of protection? The children. The wife, I wouldn't, I, there, there's, there's physical weakness. When I was 13 years old and I had qualified, no, excuse me, when I was 15 years old, I'd qualified for the senior nationals. There wasn't a woman on the face of the earth that could beat me in my event. Now We're created equal. Not in, a, not in capacity, but in dignity. We, there's different giftings. That doesn't mean that she's less than me. It just means her body is designed differently than mine. So a woman is physically weaker, not for all men, because there's going to be exceptions, but the DNA structure. A woman, if you were to ask the secular progressive left, what is a woman? Because they say men can have babies, which is utter confusion. They don't even know how to define a woman. A woman is an XY chromosome with the ability to give birth. An adult woman. That's a woman. But then men, we have a patriarchy. Because when you're the head, you start, you, you start thinking you're more than that. And, it, and instead of submitting to one another in the fear of God, instead of serving your wife and loving her as Christ loved the church, you become patriarchal and domineering. And yes, the Bible says wives submit to your husbands. But any man who says to his wife, "Wife, submit," that man—that man's got problems because she's, she doesn't even see in him a reason to do that. And honestly, there's no man on the planet we're submitting to. We're all—we we're all—we all got issues. But God said, "Do it." And God's asking you to submit to Him, and in submitting to Him, He's asking you to submit to this fallible man. And it says, uh, "Sarah, whose daughters you are, called Abraham Lord." This is a guy that lied to Pharaoh about his wife and told her to say he's his, his sister. He, he didn't have the spine to defend her. And they get humiliated in Egypt and kicked out. And Sarah just goes with him. And, but she knew a secret. God's going God, to, the Holy Spirit is way better at dealing with my husband than I'll ever be. I'm just going to, he, all he's going to think of me is a nag. And, and Sarah broke him because she went to the source, the Lord, who turned him into the father of the faithful. was a work in progress. So I would say in this order, the patriarchy. And you know what the left's done? You have God who's protecting the man, God and man protecting the woman, God, man, and the woman protecting the children, the building block of of society. The secular progressive left, the author of Confusion says, let's screw them up and not let them know who they are, male and female. Because hath God really said, there's only two categories of human beings. God said, And did God really say? And so they exchange the truth for a lie, and they attack anything that is true. And they say there's no absolutes. And I always ask them, do you believe that absolutely? Which they don't get. And so with critical race theory, they don't believe in absolutes. And they believe that any, the, the, the enlightenment, they believe the enlightenment and empirical data and the scientific method are all white man constructs to suppress minorities so they remove absolute truth for the sake of power, political power, to enforce their will on others to enslave them. And, and as you look at the confusion that they're doing to our children, where they're indoctrinating them, and children don't know if they're male or female, and they're 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 hypersexualizing them and grooming them. And we sit back because we have to, we, we have to spend money we don't have to impress people we don't know. Right? And, and the tragedy is we're running after this brass ring at the expense of our children when we should be educating them. And when we get to heaven, we're the stewards of their life. And we're not going to be able to say to God, well, the school system screwed them up. And the Lord will say, I did not entrust them to the school system. You were the steward. You're going to have to give an accounting for that. And, and you, you don't want to isolate them, but you also don't want them indoctrinated and assimiliza- assimilated to the secular progressive left. You want them equipped. And the fear of the Lord is a beginning of wisdom. So the building block of of all of society is the family. But it's fascinating that in many homosexual relationships, there's a butch and a femme. One will identify with dad and one will identify with mom. And then they got burnt and bent somewhere in in between and they wanna play that role even though they're same sex. And I think to myself, that's hardwired because a leader's not any good without his follower and a follower's as good as a leader. And they row in the same direction together and they're trying to remember the roles. But in a fallen world, we all get bent. And when we remove marriage in 1969, 1970, and divorce just started going rampant, kids are growing up in single-parent households at a critical time when they're trying to identify their sexuality, which is confusing to begin with. And they've got no male role model in the house. I mean, brutal. Or they get molested. And, and now you're watching, this is becoming the norm. And you've got homosexuals that are saying to, to the transgender, we're against your grooming. And, and, and we don't want chemicals put into children that are outlawed in prisons for pedophiles and serial rapists because they're inhumane. And, and I'm, I'm looking going, when did the church have to hear the the homosexual community do for for truth what the church was unwilling to do. You've got you've got Milo Yannanopoulos defending Baronel Stutzman, the florist, who wouldn't wouldn't do flowers for for a gay wedding, and this man's a married gay male standing on behalf of Baronel Stutzman, and the church is silent. Is anyone getting this? I mean. The family's critical, and and even people that don't see it are begging us to help. And we want to go, no, 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 no. No, let's just, you know, transitioning's okay. How do you deal with transgenderism in in women's sports? You're you're destroying women's sports. You know what happened? The patriarchy's back. Men are dominating every category of women's sports now. They're just saying they're women. And you've allowed the patriarchy, all, all the feminists, are asleep at the wheel while, while men are dominating their sports. The University of Pennsylvania swimmer swam the exact same event I did. I was faster than he was. Swam the same event I did. All I had to do if I wanted to be an NC2A division champion was transition to a female, or not even much, just wear a women's swimsuit and say, I'm a woman. I, I would have been female swimmer of the year. I would have been NC2A champion. I would have been on cover of everything. That, that's, and all these women who work their entire life to obtain that, they have to stand and get a silver medal because men have now dominated their sports and no parent is gutsy enough to stand up for them. Where, where, where are their heroes? Where are their defenders? Aren't they supposed to be covered by you, mom and dad? They're down here. Do your job. The difference between morality and character... Morality is not doing what's wrong, but character is doing what's right. Your child comes home from school and says, Mommy, Daddy, all the kids in the school called Susie fat, but I didn't. You say, well, that's the moral thing to do. But where's your character? And the child would say, what do you mean? Why didn't you tell the other children to stop it? Well, they would all laugh at me. It doesn't matter truth is not excuse me victory is not determined by the outcome but by the obedience just do your job having done all stand that's your character child and you know how that child will get that character things are caught not taught why don't you set the example for him?
1: it's more caught than taught i've uh, heard that phrase many times over from very wise men
0: mm-hmm isn't Rob just such a fascinating interview to listen yeah. to uh, you know victory is not the outcome but mm-hmm. obedience I, I just I just love his insight and his wisdom mm-hmm. as he teaches through scriptures mm-hmm. in in real world um life scenarios yeah for all to understand
1: it, 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 I can't you know we study this stuff. All the time. And the and, truth when is,
0: when you're saying study the stuff, you the just the downfall. Just the downfall of man, just yeah. in general.
1: And it is difficult to to not get overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. Especially when you see parents, and I of course am always focused on the men who have stepped out of their God given role. Mm-hmm. To protect, you know, as he talks about that, the the structure that, that we crave because it is the, the structure that the Lord has put in place, God at the top, the man, the woman, the children, and as he says, the ones who have the most layers of protection or that are supposed to mm-hmm. are the children. Mm-hmm. And what do we see secular society trying to do? Invert that entire thing. Yeah, that's what Satan does. When they're telling children, you don't have to tell your parents what we talked about.
0: Um, you can go and get cross-sex hormones, and you don't have to tell your parents. Right? You don't.
1: And you, you can. Oh, do. by the
0: way, claim claim that um uh, your pa- parents don't affirm you as mm-hmm. the opposite gender, and the state will come in and take you away and remove you from your home.
1: Right. it It's it's inverting. This is what Satan does. All the time. Whatever structure the Lord has put in place, Satan perverts it. He flips it on its head, turns it inside out, mm-hmm. calls evil good, calls good evil, and...
0: Oh, and by the way, kids, you can now consent to whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And you don't need your parental authority.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I guess, as depressing as that is, I say it as, a, <laughs> as an encouragement. Yeah. You're not alone in seeing how bonkers the whole world is, and we have we have talked about this thoroughly on this podcast. We talk about it in so much depth in Dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you want to be encouraged by being with other like-minded individuals, you should come to see mm-hmm. Dysphoria when it is playing come near you, September 29th. Yeah. yeah you know, come to Noblesville.
0: All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today, friends. Thanks for listening through to the end. Be sure to click that subscribe button, leave us a review and so that you'll never miss an episode and share this with your friends and family until next time, March on saints and be filled with the spirit. Duh, Ashley.